Okay, yeah, I guess we might as well start, and if there's like any awkwardness, I'm just gonna pretend it never happened and edit it out. <laughs> Easy clip, right off the front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, hello and welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. With me today, I have one of my favorite people, <laughs> Andrea Coyne-Gaskill. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Um, man, we've we've been friends for a little while now, and we just recently got back in touch. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted Andrea on this show was because I think she's one of the few examples of someone who started off with, like, what could arguably be defined as, like, a high school, like a high school sweetheart kind of crush situation that ended up in a marriage, which is just, like, like <laughs> possible by normal standards. Uh-huh, and yep. Not only that, it's it's been a marriage that works and works well. So we are here to gather your secrets. <laughs> All of my secret stories. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to um, I wanted to just give some context to people. Like, how did how did the relationship start? Yeah. So I mean, my husband Jeff. I've known him since since high school. Um, I mean, secret. I am two and a half years older than him. He was a freshman and I was a junior when we initially met. Now we didn't technically start dating until a couple of years later when I was technically not in high school anymore. Mm. <laughs> Got it. Um, and he was in his senior year. So we knew each other for four years, had a four year long friendship before we started dating. Um, and then, you know, we dated for a very long time. We dated for about eight years before we finally got married. We had a lot of history behind us. Yeah. I feel like in addition to it being remarkable, like like how the relationship started, like I think there's a lot of resistance from some of the women that I've talked to about like dating younger. Uh, the thing that strikes me the most is like, like the way that you approach the relationship. And we'd gone over this earlier, but like, like how, hmm, how did you how did you decide that Jeff was like the one? Like when when did you notice that or like what attributes about who he was being like made that possible? Yeah, so when um when we started dating because we had known each other for a long time, you know, I knew that Jeff was a remarkable person um for, pretty, really early on and you know, all of those hyper sensitive lovey-dovey feelings came on really fast and so you know we actually he said I love you first and that happened maybe within the first three or four months but the thing that kind of cooled our jets is we had a lot of goals and things that we wanted to get to before we had a legally binding marriage thing happen <laughs> and so you know we had um you know i mean he who was just graduated from high school i was like okay all right cool i see a lot of potential in you as a human being you know you have all these values in common with me i see you know the man you could become um and you know it was at that point just kind of waiting and enjoying the ride that was you know dating in our early 20s and you know just kind of 
getting through the things that we each individually wanted to do while still focusing on our 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 personal relationship um and getting through our own personal goals that we wanted to achieve before we felt like we needed to settle down um so you know especially early on it was like i i'm feeling all these very strong personal attachments to you you know telling each other that we love each other very relatively soon um but then knowing that and having the like personal accountability within ourselves to be like yes we're feeling these things um but you know we could also step back and examine and say hey you know we're 18 and 20 right now we have all these things we want to do we don't we don't need to hurry up and get married or hurry up and do xyz it's just kind of we're here for the ride and we want to enjoy each other's company and you know while our own paths are doing our own things you know um uh i always ha- liked this visual that i heard one time of like a couple holding hands in the relationship but looking outwards mm-hmm. like they have their own individual goals and things that they're doing um but you know they're there for each other and they're they're their support so i think that's always kind of been a a guiding thing i don't know <laughs> yeah like that's i feel like that's a really interesting approach and it also feels like on my end that like if i look back back when i was 18 i'm not sure that i would have had the presence of mind to put that in place like it's remarkable that that was even available like was that one of the reasons why you chose jen um i don't think consciously we, i was was there in terms of like this is why i'm choosing jeff um but one of the things i really valued in him was that he could step back and look at things very logically and um really kind of analyze what was going on and so while you know in the moment we probably weren't like yes we need to step back and we need to i like this that this exact quality of <laughs> of you you know it was still like <laughs> you know the the qualities that i liked in him and we liked in each other kind of led to that being a natural thing and it, i i think that type of waiting and seeing kind of behavior was kind of instilled um from my childhood where you know my mom was not a very like she's traditional but she was like you need to see what's out there before settling down to one person your entire life mm. um and so she was never like I, she wasn't like date around and date as many people as you possibly can kind of a person <laughs> don't get, get me wrong <laughs> no she wasn't like that but she you know she was like you know you have time you're young you know you do all these things and i think that came from her upbringing where she lived in a time and place where a lot of her friends were like i need to get married i need to have babies i need to do all this thing and you know by the time they were 16 they've had kids because they're trying to like nail down a man <laughs> for all the wrong reasons and so she had this like really extreme perspective you know and so you know she was trying to teach me like hey 
you you don't need to be in a rush. Take your time. Figure things out. Figure out what you like. Figure out what you don't like. And, you know, see what's out there. And so there there was never instilled in me that like very traditionally you need to find a man because marriage is what your life as a woman is about. So that was really helpful to have. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I I feel like when I take on female clients, that's one of the number one things that we need to break out of. Like, and it's such an ingrained thing. There's like, like a pressure to not be single. There's a pressure to like be in a relationship as quickly as possible with the end goal of marriage. And what I've noticed is that when that's present, it's really hard for them to like, to enjoy the relationship it's just a rush and like there's pressure on their partner to like commit and sometimes that causes the relationship to implode because it's just like that much more force on it to like be a certain way yeah for sure and i've seen that in some of my friends you know they feel that just pressure from either the traditional nature whatever it is family pressure societal pressure just to make a relationship something that it isn't necessarily and especially when you know I was 18 or 20 or even 16 like I never felt the need to date for marriage at that age Mm. and I think that set me up really well for later even though I happened to find the person I married at 18 but you know I still didn't have that pressure to be like okay I found the person I need to nail down right now it's just like all right I'm enjoying this. We're on the same page. And that open communication is really important too, because we were on the same page of like, yes, I could see this being a relationship where we end up being married, but that is not the goal right this moment. Mm. Keeping up that communication was really important. Yeah, I have like so many places that I want to take this, but like the thing that's <laughs> like that is the most alive for me right now is like thinking about. Like, how do you navigate that? How do you know that, hey, I've got a really good match, but I'm only like 20 and I maybe I'll run into like, and in balance between like, is this the one versus like, hmm, how do I phrase this so it's not so confusing? <laughs> like, Give it I a shot, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so. So in my head, I guess, there's the analogy of like telling someone to go into the forest and pick the tallest tree. Like, find the tallest tree and chop, well, that's not a very good example given climate change, but whatever. Pick the tallest tree and chop it down (laughs) and then get out of the forest and like, that's your tree forever, right? And it's like, how do you, how do you navigate that when you think that you might have potentially found the one right from the get-go? Was that even your experience? Um, I would say it's more like growing a tree, like you're planting a tree, you're um, cultivating that and you might have to move your house away from that tree, but the things that you learned in growing that tree in, you know, your horticulture skills, if you will, <laughs> those, those things that you learn are still going to help you later on. and. You know, yes, you've put a lot of time and investment in that tree that you were growing. Um, to keep on with this tree metaphor thing. Um, <laughs> Let's see how far we can take it. 
30 that's minutes right, of tree right. analogies, everyone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, you there's a whole like lost, co- lost cost fallacy thing where like it's it's wrong to say you put so much time and effort so you shouldn't give up on it. That's just gonna leave everyone very sad. So mm. going back to the tree metaphor, you've spent a lot of time and effort on this particular tree, but you might realize that that house that you've planted the tree at is not the house for you and you need to move. Whatever the situation is, maybe that tree is under some electrical lines and it's going to be very dangerous. So you need to move the tree. I don't know. We're just going <laughs> on this weird metaphor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my fault. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think this touches on a really good point. Um, and like that mentality is so important when it comes to relationships. And it's, it's not really something that like I can tell someone to do. Like they, people will pick it up by going through relationships. But I think what, what does work is maybe examining like what horticultural skills had your tree flourish. Okay, I'm gonna drop this analogy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what relationship skills do you think contributed the most to making this relationship work? Both the stuff that you acquired and what Jeff brought to the table. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that in our particular relationship is keeping the lines of communication open. And that's so like, obviously that's what everyone says. Communication is the key and all that. Um, But like with us in particular, I'm not a great communicator. um, And what I lack in that, um, Jeff is really able to kind of pick up where I am not so good. So we complement each other in that way. He can say, hey, I feel like you are, they're like there's something going on and I'm going to stubbornly sit here until you tell me what's going on. And <laughs> which has been very helpful. So in that way, we complement each other because in past relationships that I have had, you know, I get to a point where something's really frustrating me, but I can't figure out how to say it, or I don't feel comfortable saying it or something, or whatever number of reasons. Something is going on and I don't feel like I can talk about it. And the thing that has been really complimentary in Jeff and I's relationship is that he will stubbornly, stubbornly sit there until I can like fumble my way through whatever it is that is going on. Um, And, you know, eventually we'll get to some sort of place where he feels like he understands what's going on with me. I feel like I understand what's going on with him. And then we can figure something out from there because if you can't get to that point, then you can't work on anything. So really the communication has been a, a major key, you know, whether it be an issue or even just like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about in our relationship right now. Like this is uh, something that's going really great or, you know, early on in the relationship where it was like, okay, we're, we know that we are in this very serious committed relationship and these are our goals and these are the things we want to do within our relationship, whether it be have kids, get married, do those sorts of things. And every once in a while, it was just really nice to kind of check in and be like, 
hey, are we still on the same page? Is this still what we want to do? Um, do our timelines match up? You know, I wanted to make sure I got my degree and he wanted to make sure that he uh, he had a job because he had that traditional thing going for him of like, the man must provide that like, <laughs> he felt like, uh, you know, he wanted, I mean, really more. It was like, he didn't want to be dependent on his parents at the time where he was marrying someone and joining, making this new thing. Um, less so of the Mad Boss Provide thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but being able to talk about that and being able to say like, hey, I really want to make sure that I'm not living in my parents' bedroom anymore. Uh, you know, and I say, okay, well, that's great because I still have two more years on my degree. And so I need that time to do that and kind of being able to check in it now and again and make sure that we're still in the same spot is very important and very helpful. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because like a lot of relationship advice is valid. It's like, it's good because it's, tr I mean, it's true. Like, like be yourself is technically true. Like be good at communication is technically true and it, it works, but like people don't get real specific about what that means. And I like that you provided examples there because in, in my eyes, being a good communicator in relationships has nothing to do with whether or not I can hold a conversation with another person. And it has everything to do with whether or not I can create a space where both of us can talk about uncomfortable things without it turning into like a big blow up. Cause like, that's the only way for things to work. Like if we can navigate like, okay, well, I'm not ready to move in yet. Cause I have these reservations and my partner is able to take that on without getting like into like a really activated or like confronted or angry state. Like our relationship can progress, but a lot of people that's where things blow up. Um, so I'm like really happy that you brought that up. Yeah. I think the safety is the, the biggest thing. Cause like, if you don't feel like you can talk about something for whatever reason, or even just fumble your way through some sort of thing, then you're never going to be able to do it. And, you know, it's, I am a terrible person when it comes to talking about my emotions. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want anyone to know what is going on inside of here. Like, I, I just don't want anyone to know. And so to be able to find a partner, that is willing to sit there and figure it out and wait for me to find the most ridiculous way to try to express what I'm thinking and feeling is, is really been just everything. Cause you know, if I didn't have that safe space, then you know, no, nothing would really come of it. And then I would never be able to get that sort of thing that I need from the relationship. Yeah. I think that's another amazing point. Like, um, I don't know if this is an analogy, but what is it? An example? No, it's just, I guess this is just general information. The, one of the things that I've heard of and, and experienced is that like, you can, you can either be in one of two types of relationship. In one of them, it's sort of like, it's draining. It takes energy and it's very like, conscious like i have to avoid stepping on these things otherwise this will happen and that is an atmosphere with no safety in in the relationships that work in the relationships that um 
like grow stronger with every conflict there's almost always an atmosphere of I come to the relationship to recharge being around this person makes me feel like safe and that's so important so absolutely yeah yeah that definitely resonates yeah I mean even just in my past relationships like from the like silly high school boyfriends that you know in my mind were never going to go anywhere and then you know I learned that later they were like yeah I totally would have married you I was like what the (laughs) 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 we were 16 (laughs) yeah um to like uh even the boyfriend I had right before Jeff was like like on the opposite spectrum of just like a terrible human being like yeah let's not go there um yeah you know just like the whole spectrum of relationships it's like you know they didn't work out for reason for good reasons and most of that was just because I didn't feel safe either like literally because they were a terrible human being or just you know I didn't really feel like I could talk to them in a deep and meaningful way hmm. yeah I mean it it seems like those instincts served you well and I, I, I'm seeing that we're nearing our time here so I want to close out with one one last question and that is if you if you had one piece of advice to give about finding a relationship that works for women what would it be oh man just one okay well i think it would take a lot of self-examination to figure out what you need what kind of person would complement that um and because i've seen all sorts of relationships work really well that I wouldn't work well in so I'm a very independent stubborn person and if I had a very like very attached more needy relationship I would not do well in that situation but there are people who really flourish in that way and so to be able to have the self-awareness within yourself to know what kind of person you are and what kind of relationship you need I, I think that is probably the most important thing, at least off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's absolutely brilliant. In that like I think it's easy to get lost in the assumption that like relationships are boilerplate, that I need to be a certain kind of way to be an attractive person. So I should be smart and intel uh, smart and intelligent is the same thing. Okay, I'm not smart or intelligent, clearly. <laughs> I should be funny, I should be confident, I need to be all these things in order to meet this bar of attractiveness when the truth is, and I think what you're pointing to there is that like relationships are custom and I can't, I can't be in a successful relationship unless I understand myself and like the bonus corollary to that is that even if you don't or I don't think that I'm an attractive person, um, there is someone out there who I I mesh with so well that like I'm like meeting them instantly that's going to be a connection like I am someone's like someone's dream person and everyone is like it is not that just like you have to look like wait who's an attractive person Gigi Hadid or like like Beckham like in order to date it's it's that you just need to find the person that matches and that's 
that's where the work lies, not being defeated in that. Definitely. Keep that inner inner work going and uh, the outside stuff will come, right? <laughs> I think so. I like I well, I mean we're late on time, but yeah, like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut myself off. No more ranting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. And yeah, I really appreciated your answers and you sharing deeply from your experiences. Of course, thanks for having me, it was great. Anytime, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> awesome, cool, I'll take you up on that. <laughs>